know so that we can sort of present the case like on, on a very simple level. Yeah. I knew if anyone has it, just let me know. If not, uh, welcome everyone. Thanks. The second time I said the third time's the charm, honey. So the first talk, you feel something and then you go home and you can get confused. Yes. The second talk, you get more confused. The third talk, you realize confusion is actually an incredible sign that the uh, the system is getting uh, threatened, so to speak. Yes, because when we use the term paradox, when something we can't understand or, or recognize how it works, it's because we're looking from a failed system. The work, how something's working, isn't paradoxical only to the failed system. Yeah, so like when we say in recovery, you have it by giving it away. It's a perfect ex, uh, expression of the event. This is how you feel. So you walk into a room, there's people there, and you don't know, you don't know what you're gonna say. You don't know, it's not prepared, yet something moves through you. And when it moves through you in the act of giving it away, that's when you have it, so to speak, yes? So you have it by giving it away. Now, not any, hmm? Oh, all right. Well, well, we'll talk. Uh, so this thing we're speaking of today is an idea called non-duality. Now, non-duality, I think, arose because of the persistence of duality. Duality is uh, two-ness, yeah? So the persistence of duality uh, will override your you, you being uh, invited by a unity or a singularity. What's going to make up an idea of what the singularity is, is a duality. So after a while, they saw there was a certain uh, glitch, let's say, in the matrix. And it was they hit a point where they stopped pointing to something. They started pointing at something, which is you. Instead of pointing to something you know, to lead you, they stopped and they just pointed at us. And then we recognized there was a recognition uh, that we are reality masquerading as something else. Yeah? And so the point is, is to question the something else. And when the something else is questioned, what will happen is the reality will become obvious, not to the something else. See, this is what the something else does. The something else does to, it wants reality to become obvious to it. That's not how it works because it is reality looking through a dualistic lens. To feed the dualistic lens is a denial of the reality. So this is non-duality came up to negate duality. And the duality that we represent in a personal way is subject object. Yeah? So sometimes you believe you're the thinker which would make you the subject, I'm doing something. And sometimes you're the object that's thought about. So when young people are looking in the mirror to check out how they are, they're seen and they're held as a body, yeah? Yet there be, then there's a lot of subjective thinking about the body. So this subject-objectness is duality. It's called dualism when it's a personal event. So this dualism is what this message negates. It doesn't deny it. It doesn't extinguish it. It doesn't kill it. It doesn't vanquish it. It just sees it as not so. 
And when reality is masquerading as something else, if that what's being masqueraded is unmasked, the revelation is you, you are reality. You are, and you're going to be, and you were what you've been looking for. It's just that simple. Now, what happens is that's not the end of the duality, though. Because the duality is a mechanical process. It's how the action figure sees things, yeah? It looks, to see a cloud moving, it, it compares it to a tree, let's say. So you can, yes, it's always working in comparison and judging and stuff like that. So that's gonna continue. See, this is what happens with a lot of people. They believe when they get it, all this shit that they thought they were is gonna stop but it was never them to begin with. It's mechanical. It's like the action figure robot keeps roboting, yeah? Now, when that, let's say the, the traveler, the space traveler realize it's not the suit, the suit keeps corresponding with reality, with whatever's happening, and all the messages it's picking up is, is sent back to the suit, yeah? So the suit is talking to the suit. We're not the suit. Yeah, so this is what happens. People get bummed out because they think, all right, I finally got it, but see, something doesn't seem to have gotten it. Yeah, because it's still doing the same shit, everything. And they get very frustrated, bummed out. And therefore they believe they had something and they've lost it. But you don't have reality if you are reality. And you don't lose reality if you are reality. And this is the assumption that's the underlying foundation of all non-duality invitations is being ourselves reality. What's looking is what you're looking for. The seeker is the sort, not the seeker and the sort. They know like that. So it compresses time and space and you're it, yeah? And when you're it, it tells you you've always been it. And so a lot of that, the air out of that, balloon this dreamlike balloon gets withdrawn yeah and then you see how much work and effort it takes the mechanicalness to keep blowing the balloon up because its tendency is to lose air because for, it's not true so for something to appear to be true it takes a lot of work for reality to appear to be reality it doesn't take any work so this is a very disarming almost like the perfect gift for a slacker, so to speak, yeah? Because you're really, for once in your life, doing nothing is actually the fucking clearest thing, yeah? <laughs> I swear to God, losing interest and getting better, clearest thing. So <laughs> all the years you took so much flack from authority figures, you fucking don't, you've got so much potential and all this shit. You finally, you finally <laughs> entered a topic that fits you perfectly. It's disarming. Or as they would say in A Course in Miracles, an interesting book called I Need Do Nothing. Yeah. So you get to a revelation that, why is it that you need do nothing? It's, you're going to do tons of shit, but you need do nothing concerning this. Concerning your own inherent condition you need do nothing because it's still your own inherent condition nothing that you thought came to pass has truly affected it it's sort of like there's been thousands and thousands of events that have appeared in the sky but the sky has never been ripped open the sky is still there so the sky is sort of like our inherent condition it allows all this stuff to occur in it 
but it's not affected by it. Yeah. So billions of clouds have come through. And in our point of view, billions of cloud, clouds have blocked us off from the sunlight of the, of the sun, yes? But in fact, if you realize you weren't this action figure that's on this side of the sun and the cloud can stop you from getting the sun, that you are on the sun side, you'd still see the clouds, but they wouldn't have any ability to block you off from the sun. So this is the whole point, yeah? You are what you're looking for and what's looking is what you're looking for. So what's looking is the sun looking for the sun, so to speak. So what happens is you realize, Jesus, that's insane. You know, why am I using what I am to look for what I am? This is what happens. And it's like a lot gets revealed about that. When you open up to why, it tells you quite a lot. So, and some great masters have come around. So let's just say there was a moment where there was oneness, whatever, yes. And then we appeared and we are the vehicle of tunas, yeah. And this is what I think non-duality was born from the frustration of Tunis trying to fucking purify itself or, you know, lose enough fucking mental weight to slip into the oneness as a two, yeah? And it was, they just realized it wasn't working. All the affirmation, hey, all the affirmation of you're it and this and that was held as someone that thinks it's two, yeah? So then they finally, something came up and they called it non-duality. There's not like non-Buddhism or non-this or non-that, yeah? There isn't, but in this case, there's non-duality because the duality is what's the mechanical interpretation of this place. So when it sees this idea of one, it makes it into two in a sense. It can't help itself. So now it's the truth and you, which is dualistic, yes? If you are the truth, there isn't a duality. There's no you that's going to have the truth and know it or experience it because you are the truth. It compresses it all. But the stubbornness of the head is that you are some vague but very, very assured about something and it's going to move and become more truthful or the authentic self is on the horizon and I'm, all this shit. Come on, Chris, sit over here, will you? Oh. Calm down, yeah, please. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to say this ain't a, we're not doing a talk at the bus stop yet. <laughs> it may happen, but not yet. It's the dog show, but the bus stop now. So sit down, relax. That's good, my friend. Yeah. So so this persistent stubbornness, uh, actually, I feel was the, the mother of necessity. So an idea had to come up to sort of combat this, which is non-duality. Yeah, so to combat duality, you can't use a dualistic uh, mechanism. It's just going to reinforce the duality. You need to, just like Einstein said, what the system that's causing the problem, you're not going to find the solution in there. So you need a solution from something other than the system that seems to be the problem. So the solution in this case is us and how we become emphasized and the idea of us becomes underemphasized is through an understanding of non-duality. So basically we hear something like, uh, you know, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceived. All right, so whatever can be perceived, yeah. 
I look in a mirror, this is perceived, you're perceiving it, yeah? It doesn't matter if I'm doing all the perceiving, this is being perceived by you, yes, this. So this is, you're off the game board, so to speak, already. So whatever can be perceived is not which is, is not what's perceiving, okay? Beautiful. Now go to the head and listen to the narrative of the day. The head is the exact opposite. The head says, what can be perceived, what I look like at in the mirror every morning is what's perceiving. See, this is how incredibly different the solution is to the problem. The problem is there's an object that's been given the qualities of a subject. So when I say I'm conscious, I'm pictured as a body and the body somehow in some incredible miraculous way is, be, is being as if it's doing consciousness. So I, as this, am conscious. No, it's not true. It would be consciousness is moving through this, let's say. Yeah, but the language is constantly emphasizing us. Yeah, so it emphasizes, it uses the subjective experience to make an object of ideation. So you, you may not be much, but you're all that you thought about. You're the all that's been thinking about. Yes, all the time. So this is, you know, in recovery, it goes to an extreme called the bondage of self, an extreme version of it. And therefore, the irritability, restlessness, and discontent gets to a point where I almost have to do anything to get relief from it. Yeah. And after a while, you know what you're doing isn't working, but it doesn't matter because that five minutes of being relieved is worth paying all the consequences of what may happen tomorrow. This is how far I can go, yeah? So this idea of seeing is an event. Doesn't seem like I actually do much, do much about it, yeah? When I wake up in the morning, do I wake up before I start seeing and get ready to see? No, the eyes go, whoop, they see what's ever there. If I wake up in Novato, I see that. If it's in Bali, I see that. Yeah, it doesn't like, wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not, I've got to uh, get it uh, calibrated to see Bali. No, it's whatever's happening, I'm going to see. The eyes open, boom, boom, boom. And then there's reaction to that as the seer. Yes. Oh, man. Same thing, hearing, hearing a lot. Yeah. But how the hearing, because the hearing is an ever-present invitation of the verbness of what you are, being used to reinforce the noun that you're not. That's what it does. So it uses what's happening to reinforce this idea of who it's happening to or who's it's happening through. Yes, and it just and the thing is, this is why people get bummed out. They think they got something, and they did but they thought it was gonna trigger the mechanical system uh, to behave, so to speak. And the mechanical system just sees it as a speed bump. It just rides over it. And, and you now you're the one who had the epiphany. You're the one, and if you have enough epiphanies and enough people stop you on a bus and go, wow, you have these eyes and you, you start fucking thinking you're spiritual, so to speak. So now you're a spiritual person and then the head has thinks you have a lot of responsibility there. You gotta be perfect. <laughs> you can't take a shit in the wrong stall. It's just like crazy. And then usually a pervert, something's gonna build up and it's gonna blow up and you'll be perverted or you'll be at the retreat, supposedly as the master fornicating with some staff person right. where, where the wife is like the, 
the big guru, you're like the mini guru fornicating with someone else at a retreat for the big guru. I mean, only this shit could produce that perversion. So it gets, yeah, you're thinking you're something, you're not. It's gonna blow. <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna blow and usually in exquisite ironic ways. You know what I mean? I mean, you couldn't do it. The way it fucking finally blows up is just, <laughs> if you're into satire or, or parody, it's just unbelievable. Here's, this is one time I read these things. I know when you need to leave, Jeff. They had these seven experts on seven different topics. Yeah. So there was a guy, a fruitarian, he died a coconut fellow out of a coconut tree. Then there was a lady who wrote about all these books about dying and she went screaming and you know fucking crying because she was dying as an expert of how to die well she <laughs> like this everyone every for every expert topic expert they were on they died they had the effect of they died this way <laughs> you know what i mean you couldn't have written it up it was beautiful you know really beautiful because there's a message there you're not going to get it <laughs> you're not the, the suit is the suit interprets contact so let's say you're in a planet a new planet and the, the suit's been programmed so it's probably not not going to respond like you ever see those movies when there's about eight of them and they have those huge helmets and then one person says fuck this takes that and all the others no 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 and they, they can breathe and shit like that but the other seven still don't take it off because they're listening to the warnings of the fucking space helmet the other person no i can breathe it here and they're wow <laughs> they're expecting them to drop but no it's fine because they're relying on the interpretation of the event through the suit the other person had had enough and they had the raw event and they realized it was fine yeah, so this is what's happening in a sense. The mechanicalness continues because you are already inherently awake. See, there's a famous Zen thing I like a lot. And it says, first there is the mountain, then there is no mountain, then there's the mountain again. Okay, so first there is the mountain. All right, I got to overcome a lot of shit. Got trauma, let's say, or that's the new thing now. Trauma, I've got to get over trauma, get up that hill, and then you you have that event where the mountain doesn't appear for you. Wow, fantastic! But sooner or later, usually much sooner, the mountain appears again. So it's like, okay, now I've got to fucking get over the next mountain. But we not changing those three statements. We're putting a statement before them, which is first there is no mountain. Then there's a mountain, then there's no mountain, and then there's a mountain again. And you travel quite light when the mountain reappears because you know that's how it's gonna go, but there is no mountain is the reality. The, the knowledge that you're living from is there is no mountain. You're not starting at the knowledge there's a mountain. Yeah, first there is no mountain, and then there's a mountain. And if you have problems with that, basically things happen and you'll maybe have enough uh, experience so you can travel as if there is no mountain but then it's going to reappear again as solid and as tall as it ever has but now you have a knowledge underneath it all there is no mountain it's a much more wiser place to start from than that there is a mountain 
Yeah, because if there is no mountain and there's to be appearance of the mountain, you may not be moved to do anything about the freaking mountain. You just may not. You may not think it's blocking me off from everything. No, you may not. You know, things are going to change because what's going to be guiding you isn't the suit anymore, but it's that which is in the suit, let's say. And, you know, you judge the tree by its roots after a while. You can't know the tree because you are it, yeah? You can't know the tree as a subject or a topic because you are it, but you can come to realize the tree by its fruits. So you and I give everything all the meaning it has as a, question, as a lesson in the Course of Miracles. That's an incredible statement. If you and I, as we take ourselves to be, actually is giving everything all the meaning it has, you have two absolutes in one sentence, everything, which means everything, all, which means all. So everything, yeah? So you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's incredible, incredible. Can you imagine what, how much power is intimated by that statement? And wouldn't it bring you to a realization that uh, the system is outmatched? It's over its pay scale. The mechanical suit can't, it can't funnel that in a conductive uh, working manner. It's gonna fucking mutate like Hal in 2001 and take over the fucking, the journey and kill all the humans. Yeah, it is, it's way too much. But what happens is if you see you're not the suit, yeah, instead of the suit trying to deny it's a suit, you see you're not the suit. Yeah, you're going to start hearing something that seemed to have been an unsuspected inner resource. It's going to be suspected quickly. And it may bring about an assurance in your life, which nothing else out here could. So now you're walking around with a new basis, and that basis is I'm not lost, so I can't be, don't need to be found. Yeah, the basis is. Uh, I am what I'm looking for, so let's knock out the looking for it, obviously. The basis is, instead of irritable, restless, and discontent, which is mostly up here, you're now in a sense of contentment and satisfaction. And all your huge uh, you know, goals, such as you know, transcending the 11 dimensions and shit, are just shrunk to a manageable Saturday, like getting a nice latte. Yeah, that's... Big, that's, to me, that's success, yeah. <laughs> because all the races, hey bro, see you. All the races have been called off, not because of rain and they're gonna be back the next sunny day, it's called off. The, the gun gets put down, you don't have to little, maybe you'll give up all your little outfits for the race. You won't have to wear the outfits anymore. You don't have to have a name tag on it. Me, me, me. Yeah, it'll just be, uh, you'll be available because you're present. Not because you weren't present and now have become present, that you're present, that's it. Your present condition is the condition. So you're awake. And when you're awake, you're available because what makes something available is present, yeah. Yeah, it's available. It can be used because it's available now, present. So present, available, and 
um, being of service. So instead of doing service, which is great, or thinking like I have to do service, which may be true at that moment, it leads you to a recognition that you're of service, which is much different than doing an action of service. Being, being uh, available to, for service is much, to me, it's, it's on another level, so to speak. So present, present, available, I'm of service. Instead of, I gotta do service, then when I come out of the ass of self, I feel present. And when I'm present, I sense this presence, which is us really, but let's call it God or higher power. And then I realize I'm available. I feel available. You feel bigger or whatever. There's these feelings that come about when you pop out of the SSL that are familiar to most people. They feel available and they sense this presence of this power. And then therefore, and they, real, they realize I'm of service while they're doing that service the thing switches around in your presence, yeah? And you're available and you're of service. So the, the whole emphasis changes. It's not you that needs to do service. You become the presence that you feel when you've done service, yeah? Yeah, and then that service, I mean, that presence is available so you feel bigger, you know, large because you're not held as a body anymore for that second. So your feeling isn't like constricted as a body, you're feeling bigger and then you're of service. Wow. So the emphasis has changed. Yeah. So instead of Paul needs to do service to feel present and then available, actually it's presence available being of service and then a narration called Paul. Not bad, because Paul doesn't do well when it's the uh, preceding all. Yeah, when it's put before all, it gives too much fucking meaning to what comes after. Yeah, you much you would much rather see the after from the true before. Yeah, instead of the made up before, because the made up before is way after the before. You, the idea of you comes up in time what you are is not of time yeah there's no light to turn you on you're always on there's no process for it to it's already so i mean it's on completely now and then you just come to to it occasionally you know hopefully more than occasion <laughs> you know you come to to it and then uh, there's so many signs really didn't you have this when you'd be out working or something, if you ever worked before? And then uh, you don't know what happened, basically. And seven at night, you're at home, and then the head tells you you had a bad day and informs you. You were there the whole time, but somehow it escaped you. So you're waiting for the news about your own life. You have no fucking idea because you're seemingly in a trance. Yeah. So you, 10 hours later, you've been at work, you know. Bad day. What? <laughs> Motherfucker. And then you start seeing, oh, that guy, you know, the whole story has to be written. Like it's sort of like, a, you know, it's one of those things like the deadline for a newspaper. You know, it just makes up some shit, puts a picture of you, then the ones you resent, and then you go to work really suspiciously the next day. No one was fucking thinking about you. You were thinking about you, and you were thinking about how 
AK, you were thinking about you. You said it was them, but you were putting your thoughts in their head. It's just, it's like being in a porno theater. You'd, you'd be, you're, you're Debbie Dallas and the one getting done to by Debbie and Dallas. Yeah, it's insane. And it just goes on and on. It gets revealed so many times and yet the emperor just changes his clothes and you get fooled again, seemingly. So this is what non-duality in my feeling did for me. All the other understandings had uh, holes in them. They did. And they had unseen hooks in them. And what was, let's say, uh, advertised would take a lot of maintenance to seem to keep. It was like this program I went to when I was out there. I ended up in a rehab called Delancey Street in San Francisco. And uh, I was just looking for a place to stay. I had to make it like a two-year commitment to get that place to stay. And uh, in those, after about a year, they had a huge, they have pamphlets and they had this big story about how many people to get sober in this place. And they said they had a, like a 98% success rate, but you had to read the fine print. You could never leave the landscape. <laughs> if you left the Lancet Street, it was pretty much a given you were going to get loaded again because there was they didn't bridge to anything. They didn't have a way of life. It was just the way of life of the Lancet Street. So you'd have to be, you'd have to stay there. And I left there and I saw every person from that place, from vice president, come to AA meetings. They all went out when they left the Lancet Street. Yeah. So this is the thing. Uh, that doesn't play when it is your inherent nature. Yeah. It's you don't go on a vigil. You're not, be, you don't become a, a sentry. You're not watching everything. It's very disarming because you are it. I don't know what it is. It's over the pay scale. I don't care. I really, truly, I have no interest in it. I don't, I have not run into a why and years in this topic. I just don't see it, any value really. And uh, let that be unknown, it's great, but know what I'm not is important. Yeah? And it's not so much knowing it, it's knowing I'm not it. Yeah? If the knowing that I pick up leads to realizing I'm not it, to me, that's valuable knowledge. If knowledge keeps reinforcing the idea of the self, to me, that, that doesn't have value. Yeah, as we say in recovery, self-knowledge avails you nothing. Wow. So, but knowledge of self, in my view, is very valuable because you learn about what you're not so you can recognize it. And instead of falling for the old habit of just going along with the narration, you put a foot down and you're it. You're the power that can weaken that narrative. Yeah, you are. If the it's, it's really like manufacturing consent. The head is constantly attempting to manufacture consent where you're in the habit of, okay, everything that it, and most of it's false evidence. Yeah? It just keeps appearing real to you. You act as if it's real, which gives it the appearance of being real. We give it the appearance of being real. False evidence does not have the appearance of being real. It's false evidence. We give it the appearance of being real. So a lot of us, because the, the suit, yeah, completely limits possibility. 
So your possibility of being okay is not readily available now. It's like a goal you're hoping to arrive at. I was once okay, and I want to get back to how I was when I was a kid. And if I keep doing what I'm doing, not okay now, but I will be okay. So there's like this hope you live by, but really all the dreaming that you will be okay is reinforcing an, a lie that you're not okay now. So what fuels the wanting to be okay is a belief that you're not okay. Yeah. And this to me is, is the, the big lie, so to speak. So it has you looking from what you are for what you are. Yes. So this this termination of and the recognition of those holes in most of the understandings I ever had brought an end to a lot of this. Seriously, I have no interest in it. I do not want to pick up another understanding. I don't. The understandings have value to lead to the point where there's no need for an understanding. The knowledge is there, not knowledge you acquired, but a knowledge that's inborn, it's inherent. Yeah, it's been unsuspected, but it's still there. That knowledge as if you go to work, you don't have to chant, you have a house, you know you have a house, even though you're not at the house. Yes, you know you have a house when you're at work. Even though, even if you have to spend overtime, there's probably no threat you're gonna forget you have a house. And even if your job is in Europe, that time and that space is still not gonna be able to convince you don't have a house. There's a knowing you have a place to stay. Yes, yes, yeah. So while you're at work, you're not chanting, I have a place to stay. You don't need to chant it, yeah? Because the work is coming and going. The knowing is I'm not at work. I'm at work now, but I have a house, yeah? So this inherent condition is way past this analogy, but it has the same, principle there. It's a knowing of something without having to get that reinforced all the time. And knowing something else doesn't exclude knowing this. Yeah. So I know I'm at work. That doesn't mean I don't have a house. Yeah? So it's chaos, but still doesn't mean it's chaos. Yes. Here is here is here is here is here. Yeah. All this comes and goes this and that. After a while of witnessing, not being a witness, but witnessing, you see like Buddhism 101, why things that are temporary are not satisfying because they come and go. Yeah. Why would you want, as Jesus said, put your, your treasure in where, where moth and dust can corrupt? Yeah. Okay. You know, you get starting to get some ideas that there's something available at all times as us. Yeah. And then there's a story about a, a you. Yeah. And that that constant reinforcement is trying to manufacture consent coming from us as the audience, really. Yeah. So you don't have to even move much. It's just that it, it, it's no choice. It's just that. Uh, uh, uh. It's not. Uh, no, it's just you're like just slowly. Uh, 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 uh. As soon as it goes here. The knowing now overrides all the seem. The head will say you're constantly consenting, but you're not anymore. See, you'll see that which is talking as you as not you, because it's telling you you're fucked already, so you might as well get loaded. You're not. That's not you informing you. That's something that you're not trying to inform you to manufacture consent. 
really. Yeah? If that consent, either through surrender to something greater than you or recognizing the origin of this shit, right? Whatever it is, I don't care. But when that consent to that, let's say the infinite, because the consent in the infinite doesn't need to be manufactured. It's readily available. The head's re reliability and relying on the head is constantly manufactured. Yeah. And ultimately, you're going to realize, hopefully quickly, that it's a failed system that you've been relying on. You're not the fault. Yeah, you didn't do it. You were compelled and driven by something. Yeah, let's really, really render unto Caesar's what Caesar's. Yeah. So, yeah, here we are, Saturday. The dogs seem to have been quieted down. This place, I tell you, the people who have this church, if their condition was based on forgetting about our renting this room, their fucking condition would be stabilized. I never get a call about that. <laughs> the church, someone else's, there's a coffin in here. The people are crying. We walking up. We got to go out there. It's just like, and I call the guy, why don't you, I've been paying rent here for years. What the hell? We have no memory of you. No, <laughs> far out. I'd love that to be applied to something. Yeah. yeah, so today it was like full of dogs and they had the thing blocked and shit. I said, wait a minute, we have a meeting here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. You know, how long you been coming? I've been, I'm like the forgotten person. Where? Those checks come in every month. What the hell? It says Saturday, one o'clock meeting, rent. <laughs> uh, in a way, I like it to be forgotten that easily. I do. Because I do. I feel there is such a, this whole event, when it's actually changing you here as this, a lot of the changing will be noticed as loss of interest. And sometimes the head itself gets very afraid because its interest is how it reinforces its own selfness. Yeah. Oh, I love this. I love that. And then when you start losing interest in that, there's a questioning of this because this is a, is a mere reflection in, in the enjoying of that. Yeah. So it's, it sees everything as a mirror surface to get a sense of identity. You see it when you go to a football games or something. Yes, I remember my, there's a team here in San Francisco, the 49ers, they moved a little way. And I come from New York and they have a team called the Giants there. These people who had season tickets brought me to a 49er game when they were playing the Giants. So I was sitting in inconspicuously, but he decided to point to everyone that I was from New York. And all these people. So every time the 49ers did something good, they all looked at me. We're kicking your ass. We're fucking. I'm saying, what? Oh, yeah. We're fucking you. I said, I said, you know, none of those people on the field know any of you. No, you're not getting a check from them. It's not we, it's them. Yeah. And it's not me, it's them. The Giants, them are getting, you know, but they were like, oh, I swear to God, touch up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then they actually, we, they said, I think we better leave at the third because there could be like a riot. 
because they started to lose. Oh, so we left that third period. Third quarter, we slumped out of there. I had no giant gear, nothing. It was just the identity. You know, they would go. They would probably go on a fucking rampage and kill a giant fan, being identified as a 49 not getting a check, no one fucking on the 49ers knows you from Adam, but the identifying with it can, you know, you see it in soccer matches in the world. They go on rampages because Manchester lost the fucking Barcelona or Madrid. What? These are just examples of something that's going on all the time, but let's say it's almost like a solar flare. So you'll see a big acting it out, but it's, happening a lot. The head is constantly using whatever it comes in contact with to get an identification as from. Yeah? So you start wearing the gear, whatever. It just uh, it goes on. You know, mask, no mask. It's just like fucking, you know, Jesus Christ. Every It's like when you're a kid and you'd be at the playground and they, they, they pick teams. It's like the whole fucking place is teams. Yeah, you're there, you're there. It's insane. Yeah, and it's just riffing on the what possibilities are given just with the premise of separation. Tons of shit can occur. Just with that premise. Walking around, just with, and it seems to be as real as real can be, but it isn't that you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah, just with that, so many mental shenanigans can fucking just take off and they what they do is they breathe they get breathe life into and then they have their little they play out thank god they're always finite they're going to end but they can do some heavy duty activity while they're going and then there's other people playing it yeah it just goes on and on and on but if you get it's like if someone came here and they said uh uh, they're going to, you know, set off on a course of saving the earth. I'd say, get out, get back in. <laughs> so please, please help us by not doing anything. Just, please, yeah, just chill out for a second. Yeah, maybe, maybe you don't have a place. You're living in a car. I mean, check it out. Whatever. So, uh, yeah. So, it's a message. To me, it's uh, the last answer concerning this topic of metaphysics or whatever's going on. And uh, that's a damn good answer because it takes away the need for any other answers. So I heard this idea in the 90s, I think, and uh, my spiritual career came to a crashing halt. Yeah because uh, what they described was me, the me that I'm not, which is beautiful. So when they describe what I, and meaning all of us are going to do, my hand went up guilty as cited, so to speak. And that led to realizing I'm not that. And so if you don't wanna be a fraud, but you feel like one, you're gonna feel like a fraud a lot. If you accept the fact that you're a fraud and you can't be one, so there's a lot of fraudulence, but there's no one who's a fraud. You'll be able to deal with fraud a lot different. Yes, it's just that 
we've got, we're reading something with the horse, with the cart in front of the horse, seriously. And this is just a, a correction that actually never needed to occur because when the horse gets in place, you realize it's always been this way. It was only seemingly this way by our own power. Our own power is being used to sort of uh, delude us, yeah? When that power is surrendered or seen from a, a clearer sight, then that same power that was deluding you will wake, will enlighten you in a certain way. So, yeah. Yeah, everything all right there? You're almost there, one more. Then the, the secret handshake, the secret handshake comes in, yes. Donations, obviously. <laughs> I'm not saying, but I think they play a big role <laughs> in the getting of it. Uh, all right. All right. So uh, anyone, we're going to ask if anyone has questions here. Anyone uh, anew? Yes. Uh, Chris uh, Gaskin has his hands up. Go ahead, Chris. Unmute yourself. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Hey, yeah. Hey, Paul. Hey, everybody. Um, so that, I mean, I just want to say I, I love your example of the you know the the sun versus the cloud, because you know when you're on the other side it appears as shade, but then on the other side you can really see the cloud as as what it is. And you know I had an, an experience today that was kind of you know it it showed me some things right because I was driving and I went to overtake a car and something flew off of the car that I was overtaking. So I had to veer left and the car was sliding and everything like that. And then I passed it and I was drenched in adrenaline and everything like that. And, you know, I look back on it and I wasn't there, right? When, when I was, when the car was sliding and everything, no one was there. My hands were just moving, my feet were moving, but there was no like self or anything, right? And I look at that and I say, well, wow right? that is some fucking power right there right that, that all of that could happen but then you know the the um so stop though just stop and just savor in that first bit of gravy but yeah you don't need to put a spoon in it just leave the gravy yeah just for a second what was revealed is i've had the same thing in in a car where i was like hydroplaning and I was like fiddling my, when am I going to know what's going happening? I was waiting to hit the guardrail. It took like forever. I said, no time. There was no fear or anything. It was just fucking completely at peace. Yeah. But you'll have tons of anxiety about getting in an accident. But what you are when you're in an accident is completely different than what you thought about and the fear about getting in an accident. Because that which is constantly thinking about getting in an accident will be conveniently absent in the accident. It will, <laughs> it will. That narration will stop, it jumps ship sometimes. I happened with me when I got, I was happened, something happened in the water, hit my head and I'd had concussions before. And then the head just realized, just jumped ship, threw, out, threw the captain's hat off and just dove in, <laughs> silence with this whole event happening with no narrative. Yeah, so you had that event. It's nice to, uh, it's, that explains more than thousands of words. Yeah, that was it. Amelia sees me, my girlfriend sees me now, and people in New York, 
I was in New York a couple of times and it was night, light, a night and we were going to eat somewhere and I fell in a pothole or something. And I looked like fucking uh, Rishnikov, a ballerina <laughs> and nothing. And I didn't hurt myself at all. No thought, my body just responded and just did like a, an Aikido roll. You know what Rogers <laughs> rolled? Complete yielding. And, and Amelia's seen it a few times. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she, it's just crazy. Yeah. But the thing that's worrying about the fall is never there in the fall. That's oh, the but, but Howard Cosell came back after though. He came I, back. He came yeah, back to come He was like, Yeah, you're such a good driver. And you, and, and you will never get an accident again. And you are the best. And I was like, yeah. See, but when he comes back, <laughs> the has been seen with no clothes. Exactly. clothes with the present moment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or hopefully, if you're not. And that thing just is laid out, it's gonna die on the vine, but with the knowledge of non-duality, it's going to extend that understanding, it is. That understanding that could be lost because it happens so quickly will be drawn out by the understanding of non-duality. Something was there before you arrived, yeah? Yes, why? And if you keep having, if you keep hearing that, there'll be a losing of interest in the narration of that. And now you'll be hearing that silence and you'll be hearing, you won't be listening to it, but you'll be hearing the narrative, yeah? But the narrative doesn't drown out the silence. It's, that's the emphasis now. There's a point where, the emphasis has shifted. It's not, it's coming from, oh, the one who survived the fucking accident. No, it's shifting to that space that was there when that which was calling itself you jumped ship. I've had it. I laid in a hospital bed for fucking 10 months. And I saw, oh, unbelievable. The distinction of like the prana, the life force. It was almost out, man. That candle, any little door opening could have blown it out. I never had felt it like that before. And then I felt the space. And then in the corner of the room, I could hear a voice up there, the narrative. It was trying to find a landing. Yeah, because it had, it had jumped ship when I got run over. And then I was somewhere in a coma. And when I came out, it was waiting to see if it could get a way in. Really, it was. It was like waiting for the, like the air traffic controller. Okay, number EGO, come here, whatever. <laughs> I swear. And it doesn't matter because it's going to find a landing as, as long as you're here. But then how you greet it is completely different because it's, it's been absent, where its whole story is it's you. And you've, there's a big glaring hole in its story. It was gone while you seemingly were going through something. Yeah, and that's happening all the time. All the time, but this was... But these big events get your attention. And then if you have an understanding, that attention and what's noticed can either grow and have a huge lasting effect or will be something forgotten and the head will go into the story again. And it will cover up these gaping holes. It will. 
it'll, it'll be, don't go there, forbidden. You'll forget a miracle in 20 minutes and you'll remember a seeming slight for 50 years. It has a huge bias and it's been, it's been like the canal system of attention and interest for so long. It can divert. There's an incredible recognition. It diverts that attention to something mundane. Uh, oh, did I leave the lawn, you know, the dryer on or something? You know, <laughs> it just wants that attention to be moved because there's a revelation there of its own non-existence. Which it's is, like there's no continuity in continuity. There is actually is no. There is no thing, no such thing. It's all made up to reinforce the idea that there's a you. So how it keeps doing it is I was you, you're right. pictured when you thought about in the past, you're pictured as a body. Yeah. So when you're thinking of you, the you and the thinking, the you is of an image of a body and then the thinking. So thinking of you, you're never thinking of you as spirit or as nothing because there would be no be thinking. It wouldn't work. Yes. So this thinking of you, I was Paul, this thinking of you, I will be Paul. And then it takes that and says, therefore, I am Paul now. And now when it's put its flag here, it's on extreme vigilance because any time, any moment can reveal its absence. So it's working feverishly. Don't get into an accident, maybe because it knows it's, it, it's not going to be there in the accident. So it's afraid, afraid. Don't. Uh, yes, it maybe has an agenda. For a lot of things, yeah, because it knows it can't, it's going to flare out and there's going to be a period of time that you continue and it didn't. And then when it shows back up, it's been like on a fuck, the, it, the fraudulence of his ring so loud because it hasn't been here. You, you were here completely and it ain't. Yeah, oh, it's, it happened in epiphanies. Epiphanies would end, you know, an epiphany when something really intervenes on your little daily schematics. Yeah? And then I realized it, they usually ended when the thoughts I'm having an epiphany came up. <laughs> as soon as there was the someone claiming the epiphany, the epiphany seemed to be dead in its tracks. Wait a minute. Uh, <laughs> that's why we say, you know, there's a great party, but when you get there, it sucks. Yeah? <laughs> Yeah, I'll but, tell you, I've had a number of these with the accidents. I've yeah, had a one, one more though, but you see, hmm? like like words like continuity and stabilization, they're very dangerous words to me, right? Because this this thing, I I don't know what it is, the nothingness and everything is all the time. So we can't talk about continuity. So like, when you said something ended, what was really happening is that time started in a way, right? Because time is thought. You yeah. know, so time begins, if you will, because we are in a state of timelessness, right? So yeah. if we're in a state of timelessness, then it appears as though time stops, but no, time begins, if, if you will, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. So a lot gets revealed. The thing that we need, though, just like when I, uh, I got struck sober, yes, from a life of addiction, uh, no human power could seem to change that condition, the underlying addiction, and yet something did all of a sudden. But I truly believe if I hadn't been, and it 
set off chains of circumstances that brought me to my first recovery meeting that night, that grace that happened. I believe that if I hadn't been introduced to that recovery, that miracle would have died on the vine in a day or two. But because I entered something that extended the miracle into 35 years of living, which is awesome. So that's why I believe if something like this happens, put a mobile temple and honor it for a while because you've, you've seen the true condition of the narration, which is an absence, kind of fill up the space of presence with tons of shit all day, yes? But basically, it can never, never fill up that infinite space. You're always going to see through it. No matter how closely packed in, it's going to be holes. Yeah, always. Yeah, thank you, bro. That's very nice. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hi, Paul. Uh, Zoe, uh, Esther also has her hands up. Go ahead, Esther. Oh, Esther. Oh, Esther, where are you? Let me find. Oh, there you are. Yes, Esther. Um, so um, the um pattern is uh hospitalization, then uh seemingly okayness a little bit, and then the worry comes and today the suicidal thoughts came again very intensely and the worry and the dynamic between Alan and me is that um he'll talk to me talk to me talk to me try to get me out of the worry it'll last a little bit but then it's it worry comes and comes and comes so now the what's coming to us is um a teaching that we had heard before and um that um the victimization has to be stand stood up to uh, and anytime the victimization is noticed or observed to choose again, not to be the victim. And um, just seeing how it seems like I had been doing that process since I can remember as a kid even. And the last time I did it intensely with the, with the um, practices that I learned from the Rampart School, people died um, as part of the following way falling away process. So there's this um, victimization again, that if I do that, then what's gonna happen? And um, can I, is it to, to make the commitment to, to do the practices again, um, to stand up to the victimization in the mind with a symbol in my frontal lobe, um, to make that commitment and say, you know, forget mom, right now and, and her needs, because that was the excuse, everything was an excuse not to do those practices. Um, so well, maybe Mr. instead of jumping off, because you've done a lot of practices. So let's say, well, who is the victim? Yeah, if you're not that, then victimization will be seen in a different light. If you wanna stop victimization without questioning the victim, it's just going to turn its little skewered view onto something else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so why not? When you're getting all the help or not getting the help, ask who is it that's getting the help? Just throw it in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the meaning that you're trying to wrestle with doesn't come from the victimization. It comes from the idea of being the victim, obviously. Mm -hmm. This is the premise of non-duality. And to me, it's rang true where so who, you don't pay attention too much to the stuff that comes after. They ask, well, who is it? 
Yeah, so just like the idea of free will and predetermination, uh, great master Ramana said, the only value in these questions about free will and or predetermination is to see who's asking about free will. Really, that's where the value lies because this assumed subject is just that, it's an assumed subject. And I found, uh, you know, it's like a, a row, a, a huge bit of rope and there's these knots intimately on the rope. And let's say victimization is the 12th knot and the 11th knot is adversarial relationships, 13 past uh, grievances. Yes, all these knots. So you go on the course of trying to undo those knots. So you undo one with the hope that, but then the other ones get tighter. Yeah, something like that. What happens if you go to the beginning of the rope and look at the first knot, which is the idea, this identity of being a victim or the one who has to do these practices and ask that, is that true or not? And that first knot, a thread carries through all the other knots. The other knots are, are sort of specific, yes? They don't have real any relationship except for the relationship implied from the first knot, which is the one who's gonna have all the other knots, yeah? So if you get relief here, you're gonna get, un, like it says, unintended consequences, you're gonna get unintended benefits. You don't, <laughs> just like in AA, we don't target anything. When someone comes over and starts telling me for 30 minutes how fucked they are, after 30 minutes, I go, yeah, you're completely fucked. They have no money, they don't have a place to stay, and go to a meeting. And now to the person's logic, with all these problems, money, rent, car, to go to a meeting makes no sense, yet it makes the most sense because of the underlying condition is you're a fucking addict or you're living an addictive nature that go to the meeting. And when they fight their logic and do go to the meeting, they get relief from all the other fucking shit. Yeah, so now you fell upon a principle that works. Obviously, if stuff keeps failing you, something's not working. And I wouldn't blame the methodology. I would blame the, the noun in front of it. Yeah, not blame it, but that's where I would. Yes, I'm, I, yeah, I would look there. So, because when you share, you always say, when uh, you dealt with victimization before, people kill themselves. You have this, this cognitive dissonance in your share of uh, uh, unity, so to speak, yeah? Th these currents have different agendas, but those currents come from one source, not victimization, but victim, the noun. Yeah, I would, that's where I, that's what we point to. And I have no problem with all the other pointings, but here we sell cod, yeah? We point <laughs> to something, and to me, the way I honor what has come about through this life is to honor the message. Yeah, and we attempt to uh, do just that. Just keep bringing it back to where the head doesn't want to go. The head wants to get into all the verbs and the nouns that are imposing shit on it. Where is your relationship? If all these things haven't worked and you're the one constant in all these things, I would look at you instead of the things.
Tell you. Well, for me to not start when he's like now, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, that's a lie. I immediately know it's a lie. But it hurts. Like, yes. It hurts. I can hold this. Like, yes. Or you can hold it and then it's held. <laughs> yes. In other words, it's held. It's like the guy, it, the, the famous story. Can you of, verbalize what she said? I couldn't hear her. She talks about uh, it's a it's not a fact, but it feel I feel it, and then I do what? What is just it? Just allow it. You just allow it, or to me, admit I can't allow it. Yeah. 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 That's See, the thing is, there's a story of the guy who has a job to go, walk to Bombay with this huge bag on his head, and the the only way he, it can make it through is to look forward to the relief it's going to get when he's in Bombay, when he can put that bag down. Yes. But he's not in Bombay. So he's got to go through all this whole thing to fucking get to Bombay to get the relief and put the bag down. All right. So a guy comes by and says, where are you going, bro? Bombay says, hey, there's a train station right around the corner. There's a for every hour on the hour, there's a train to Bombay. You can take that much easier than fucking walking with this thing on your head. You think you've done the job, right? He leaves. But then he's walking by the train and he looks in and the guy's in the train, but with the fucking bag on. <laughs> yeah. A train can take both of you. Yeah. You don't get on the train and keep the head bag on. That's the relief. So now you, you, you should be having relief, but you're not having relief because you got the fucking bag on your head. Just put it down. So this is why there's two. There's a lot of aspects to the message. You you sell. You say you get you share the message. Then you have to be a near an eye doctor because to see how it's been taken. Because that's the most important part of the message. Who or what thinks it's hearing the message? That what's that's what needs to be negated. Yes. All right. So. All right. So. Hit with my thoughts right now, which is if you if you want if you go to that person eye, and that first knot is somebody raping you as a child. That wouldn't be the first knot, though. No, I'm I'm saying, however, it's continued to pretend it's the first knot. <laughs> I won't <laughs> pretend. I think that's what, what we've been doing is pretending. It's not a head. The inquiry that isn't happening in the head, it's happening in your body. You have to allow the body to feel what it is and what it's not. It's a bodily experience, and that's why it's it, that's part of the challenge. In other words, you can't just do it in your head, but I don't think you really talk. No, no, that. no, no. So the head, you do it in the head to negate the head. So you're using you're not. The head that's asking, who am I? Yeah, that is the head. And who it's, who it's asking is the head. So it's a negation of the thing so that maybe the feeling in the body won't be interpreted by the same old interpretation again. And maybe you'll actually feel it from beginning or end, not cut it off when it's 30 seconds in, but the, the feeling will have a, it will circle, it will complete itself. And then maybe you'll travel lighter. Well, so you're saying it always starts in the head. The head is the thing that's sitting on everything, of course, because the body's taking in information, but it's what the, the tattoos it's getting from this information is of the head. Yeah, I think we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. 
Well, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it, there's something about the body or the subconscious or whatever you want to call it. Well, subconscious is not the body. Great release. It isn't about that. Like you get body work and healing and other things like that. If you've been a victim, that's just what part of what happens. You do somatic work. It's part. Yeah. Of, I'm not saying that's the first or the last thing, or but it is. It does appear to be necessary to release that level of tension and. and well, yeah. In that sense, I'd always go through the body if right. that's what you want to relieve the tension. I would like to see. The relief of the tension that's always there that's always tense which is the idea of the, the one who thinks it, it has a body or is the body that's what we're speaking of here if i if someone is has had trauma and stuff i would i would uh, advise body work much more than psychological therapy to tell you the truth because the body you can get to a lot of places through the body that are going to be forbidden if you go try to go through the head Seriously. You have a really evolved sense of the word thinking that I don't, that I still use. Because it's a, it's a sense of consciousness and being of locked in. It's associated with my body and my emotions. I just don't call it that. I, it's just, it's like my key or my, it's, it's like the, the bound key or the bound and, and sometimes that's really a bodily and an emotional thing that just has to be dropped into accepted exactly as that is, as a feeling. Like almost the yes. feeling thing is as much or more than a thinking thing. But that's, the thing is, at that same time, there's a negation of the head. Right. Because if you have the head being the one that has to give it permission or not, that's the bondage of self through the body. Yes. Yes? So I'm not a believer in... Uh, I don't have any road answer. I just don't believe I'd rather go through body work than mental work usually right. yet. But here we want to constantly keep looking at the claiming of whatever's going on by the head to imply that there's a you there, right. yeah? be it identified or uh, insinuated as the body or with a body or in a body. There's a mental activity that whatever's going on is using whatever is going on to reinforce this idea of being a you. I think that's very important to have that understanding. If you're laying on a massage table or you're walking up getting married or something, that there's the head is doing something all day, reinforcing an idea, and that idea is choking the living and replacing it with an interpretation. That's what's happening, yeah? That to me is the prevalent, most important point of these talks. The other stuff is falls under the category of skillful means. Whatever works for you, it doesn't matter, but just ask who is it that it's working for? Yeah, just to get looser there. Because I'll tell you, I truly believe that's the first knot. I do not believe the body's the first knot. I don't. The body is an appearance in mind, truly. Yeah, this is an appearance. Whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving. The body is an appearance in this dreaming. Yeah, there is something way before the body. Yeah. And then there's something between that way before and the body, which is his mental activity that's using the body to reinforce an idea from its condition, not the body's condition. The body doesn't see itself as a singularity. It doesn't see itself as anything really. The head gives it all the titles it seems to find itself under. Yeah, the head. 
yeah so yeah all right hey paul um we had yes. uh, nanette posted on the chat uh, two things about what you're talking about from acim um, lesson 31 i am not the victim of the world i see and the other one was my body is a wholly neutral thing so um yeah we're not proponents of that either but it's fine yeah i love the course of miracles but i hope there's a point where you stop doing stuff and uh yeah okay yeah. And then, um, if, I keep, if I'm constantly planting ideas, when are they going to grow? If I'm constantly planting, I may be planting an idea over an idea over an idea. I like to give it some time and some space and let the idea sort of grow and see where it, uh, it's sort of like you may think it's it's like a it may be a vine. It may be able to spread yes, if you just get out of the way. And I'm a real believer in that. I believe uh, the mind has all the breadth and width of infinity. An idea can trigger something where that mind can make a leap into its nature, into its size. Yeah, you can. But if you keep pouring ideas on ideas, it gets to become a stew, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So you give it. Let it have some breath, see what happens. I mean, don't you? So isn't it sometimes you do something really great and then you have to do something great the next day? Sometimes it's nice to let something that has had a big impact on you uh, reverberate for a while. Don't, don't put so much shit in the way. Just let it reverberate because a lot's gonna, you're gonna be formed, be informed of a lot of that, of that reverberation, yes? Yeah, I am a believer that the head can leap at any moment into an infinite size like that. You have it. You know, we're used to an aperture where I see only like eight doors, you know, the aperture seems to, the body location seems to limit the spectrum. But then the mind, yeah, the mind is so fucking wide open and empty. Yeah. There's some like a perception type of thing. Mm-hmm. The perception quality to it. The perception, it, it, le- it, it leaves a residue through the perception. It's not of the perception. You know what I mean? Why? Because now you're seemingly seeing anew. You don't know how, because nothing out there has changed actually, but how you're seeing everything is changing. Yeah. I don't think that's the ca- built into the camera. I think it's what's looking through the camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel that. So this thing has its limited spectrum, but it can it can contain unlimitedness. Yes, you know what I mean? So you're not of this. I mean, the boundaries of body, length of life, you know, all these definitions you're not of. So the mind doesn't play that game. It can just like, why I read a lot of the same stuff I've read over the years is because it triggers the same avalanche that it triggered when I first heard it, like lesson two of the Course of Miracles. You and I give everything all the meaning it has. And if I say that just casually, it still creates an avalanche. Exactly. Just should, or what's looking is uh, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It works every fucking time. <laughs> just boom, just an avalanche, wherever I am. 
But it's just a fucking watershed moment. It's a watershed moment. Something, you know, water was coming in, moving, and then suddenly a huge tsunami. Yeah. And I remember those tsunamis. And I go back to them and I use these talks to go back to them. <laughs> so I've been reading the same thing, 468 out of the Course of Miracles since I got hit with that tsunami concerning that page. I didn't never read the whole book, right? Saw this two pages, it was more than enough. It works every time I look at it. And so I try to use it as much as I can, as far as I can get away with it. <laughs> so the seeker is the sword. Wow. Always your mind, doesn't it? Yeah. We're all children of a barren woman. What? Yes. These things just blow your mind because there's a residue that we think is like solid earth. It's like a cloud. We're acting as if it's solid. It's porous. Yeah. It doesn't hold much any of anything. This whole thing that we think is so solid could fall apart in a second if faith was removed, just like the stock market. If the people that are invested in the stock market lose faith in it, the stock market collapses. The stock market has nothing to rest on. It's all, it's all fucking magic, really. People believe, yeah, this house is worth 2 million. What? Okay. You get a couple people that believe it, then the people that say, that's not worth 2 million can never buy it. So the people keep playing on levels. 2 million bucks, give me a fucking break, you know? Yeah. And it's all it's all based on faith. It's all based. It's all it's all based on faith. Now, what happens if that consent is withdrawn? You start seeing the holes that may have been only pinpricks that you missed now become glaring, fucking glaring huge holes because there's nothing. The screen isn't fooled by the movie. It will play the movie. The screen isn't fooled by the movie. Yeah, the screen is a screen. It knows everything on it ain't the screen. It's just, yeah, it doesn't. Now the movie can be fool itself, but it can't fool the screen. So the whole thing is, instead of looking this way, this way, just look this way, this way, maybe. So the mental logic is this way, Vertical insertion is this way, this way. You look, all right, so I'm going to look at every moment in time from timelessness. Instead of trying to find timelessness in every moment of time, I'm going to see every moment of time. Yeah, so I don't know. I just lost it. But so it's vertical, yes. So I'm going to look at every moment of time from timelessness instead of trying to see timelessness in every moment of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just... All it is is a change of emphasis, yes. basically. And the point is, is to tell the truth about where you find the emphasis. Right. It's not yeah. personal, because if it's 51% on that side, all you're affirming and yapping is actually going to be used to reinforce the 51%. If you've lost interest enough, there's no need to say shit because the game is won, so to speak. It's like, there's no more, yeah, yeah. Well, you're in the, the title where they're telling the people now look at these basketball players in white uh, throw it to the blue team and count how many times they throw the ball so you're doing that and then they show you what happens a gorilla a person in a gorilla pocket walks by and you don't even see that because you're looking at yes. counting the ball yes but i don't know what it is about a perceptual thing perceptuals can be met they're fucking manufactured and directed 
They can be directed. Yeah, so you can see what you want to see. And you'll conveniently wear blinders with other stuff that doesn't reinforce the narrative. It's for, it's all selective. It's uh, very selective. And it's so stubborn. Like I have the same story that I had when I was five years old. I keep playing it out. That's why you don't want to try to get out of the story as a story. Because there's the story is you have stories. That's the yes. biggest story. Yes. So just don't don't try to change the chapter three in the book. Just deny, not negate the author page, really. Stop calling it you. Really, you'll get through it. It'll be a much easier breeze of reading when you see life is not. This happens two years in a drug program. Yeah. I had the story of Paul. Thank God the people who ran the drug program saw me as an addict. They never saw me as Paul. And I, Paul was getting constantly frustrated. Why aren't they listening to me? They knew exactly what I was at that moment. I was an addict, yeah? And they treated me exactly like they would have treated every addict and I got better. <laughs> I did, when I left, I didn't like them. I didn't like the way they did shit, but I had to admit that my life looked better with them running it than it ever did with me running it. <laughs> Two years of pretty good laboratory experiment and so I'm going, wait a minute, they're not seeing me as Paul, thank God, because I keep seeing me as Paul and it's killing me. <laughs> so it was obviously, I've seen something <coughs> a lot in life. I just didn't have an understanding to sort of allow something to be mined out of it. Yeah, there was gold in everything that ever happened. But what was extracting was extracting other shit. They was, it didn't see the value of gold. You say distracting or extracting? No, extracting. It wasn't seeing the value. So the gold was going unsuspected to everything. Then suddenly my life gets changed in recovery. And I get to, I run to a conclusion where I see value in everything. Everything that ever happens had value. I have, and I see it with everyone else. Everything has value. I never saw it that way, never. I do now. What happened? I didn't try to see everything has value. It's just as an observation that became a, being convinced. I was convinced of that observation years ago and that's how I see things, yeah? I didn't start it, I didn't learn it, I, but I observed and something expressed and I came to a conclusion or brought me to a conclusion and I've been brought to a lot of conclusions. Yeah, and there's a lot of open free range space when you arrive at those conclusions. There are, there's freedom, I'd say, yeah. yeah. See, I thought I was trying, you know, it was, it became obvious to me that I was trying to be free as what I was not, yeah. So self was trying to get out of self. It's a perfect example in our recovery. To my core, I got that. Self can't get out of self. It led to it being convinced. And then I started to have eyes to see all the ways self tries to get out of self. And all the ways my consent was manufactured to follow that. And now all the ways I'm not following it anymore. And the effects of not following it, not following anything else, but not following that, the effects have been unbelievable. I don't believe this message uh, uh, sets up a pivot. I'm not that, and then you start looking for it. No, it's one, I'm not that, yeah, period. And then things reveal. 
and you a lot of stuff that you thought this way is going to get me home you see is dead ends now completely you never turn now you don't need a sign anymore you know it you just yes so i believe mind is beyond comprehension obviously and this little mathematician arithmetic right you know angle geometric fucking part we call mental processes i don't even like to use the word mind to represent it i call them mental processes are very very myopic very very uh programmed yeah and fail they're a failed system they are they are perfect for what they do but it's not for us in a sense yeah so that conclusion was obvious it never changed since yeah why are we in so much fear today isn't it because self-reliance has failed you you want a diagnosis here it's right there what do you mean are we going to go have a fear seminar no we're not even going to pay attention to fear. We're going to look at self-reliance because if you follow the logic, self-reliance is the cause of the effect of fear. What? Yeah. I mean, the fear that's mental anxiety, not the fear that a shark is here. That's a valid emotion. I'm talking about the imaginary sharks over and over fucking again. Yeah. So what do they say in recovery? Any life uh, says, uh, why don't you ask why you were so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? So fear as a cause has now been made into an effect. The cause is self-reliance. Now you're onto something. You will outgrow fear because you're not trying to change a cause. It's an effect. You now change the cause, which is self-reliance. You don't care about fear anymore, anything like that. You see mental anxiety as the meaning of mental anxiety is given from given to it from self-reliance. See, self relies on thoughts completely. That's what, that's what manufactures self. So when you lose interest in thoughts as not yours, you're breaking the reliance on self. What happens? There's a reliance on something else. Let's say you're going to be blown by a wind. In this world, you're a sail, S-A-I-L, one way or the other. It's the wind that's blowing you is going to take you where you go and how you go there. It's not the sail. The boat ain't doing it. It's the wind. So something is going to live through you. Either in recovery, we say there's two possibilities. Trusting the finite self or trusting the infinite. Yeah, You are faith. You are faith in finite self. You're fucking flipped out today about next week. That would be a demonstration of faith in finite self. Yes? Yes. Same faith with this wind of higher power, ease and comfort. Yeah. Resting assured that the fire house is open and I'll get a latte because Chris is always buying me one. So my fucking security of the afternoon is already assured. But so, and I'm acting as if that's so. Yes, I'm acting as if that's so. I'm not chanting as if it's so. I'm acting as if it's so. I'm not, I'm not, oh, no, pretty sure I'm going to get a fucking latte at the firehouse. Hallelujah. Yeah. So there you go. So we're going to go. This is enough, eh? It's a yeah. lot. This is a lot for, uh, oh, yeah. thank you for sitting here and uh, not turning antisocial. That's fair. All right. So listen, as any, if there's uh, no more questions, that's great.
Uh, Chris uh, B has his hands up for a while. If you're still willing to take another question. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be fast. It's actually not a question. I just wanted to follow up on what Chris and Esther were talking about, because I think it could be useful. I know it was a while ago. Um, at, like Esther, I, you know, I understand a lot of what we talk about here and yet I'm overwhelmed with worry a lot of the time, but when, what, the reason why I think satsang works is because you become sensitive to those seemingly insignificant moments like Chris was talking about. With me, it was like this morning spilling coffee on my coat right after I picked it up at, from the dry cleaner and then like bursting out laughing at how funny that story was when I'm not the main character of it. And when the, you get those little moments like I like a an accident, like I fell off my bike, same thing, I hit the pavement and everything that I was daydreaming about was just gone. But we, like Paul was saying, we quickly move in to just cover that up. And so for Esther, all the work that we do here and paying attention and understanding, sometimes for me, it turns into just more worry. Like, am I getting it? Am I getting better? But really what, there's no uh, substitute for those moments when something quiets down for just a second and you have that experience and with me it was like a little thread broke when when a, a something happened where like someone like cut me in line and and I was gonna say something and then I realized it was gonna make the situation much worse and I was like that's self-defeating me and a little thread just broke like it yeah. just moved away from me and you, so you really just need to make a big deal of those seemingly insignificant things it's worth yeah. it's worth you know 10 hours of reading or doing a course of miracles or whatever when those little things happen i just wanted to offer that to esther i know it's late thank you, know, you very much thank you her first book was i think called the god of smaller things or small things i love that something roy her last name was uh, won the booker award this year i like the, the god of small things so yes thank, thank you for letting me squeeze that in yeah, yeah. It's good to honor those things because the head doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it gets miracles in a half an hour, less usually. So you have to uh, stop and smell the roses, really, in a way, because something doesn't want you to. It wants you to keep moving. So they're seeking, seeking, seeking for the sake of seeking, not for the sake of finding most cases but the, just the sake of seeking. It's just blatant seeking and movement. So the mental activity is agitated. That's why if it runs into peace, it gets worried that there won't be any peace tomorrow because it can't sit still. It's, it meets everything in a posture of agitation. Yes, that's revealing. You're thinking it's, you know, it's gonna enjoy the 50 cent massage uh, bed at the hotel motel it's not yeah it's it matches the agitation of the fucking bed yeah it's just a story tons of them peace is not of that understanding peace is not of the mental understanding as this jesus supposed if this is a peace that passeth all understanding he's talking about our mental understandings yeah it definitely passeth that yeah because you're not the most important number of the equation is not you. It isn't. God is not about you. 
Yeah. So, all right. I'm going to say goodbye so we can go and yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank you. And you know, people can stay if someone's willing to leave the room open. I don't know what happens with our Zoom room when we're not doing Zoom. I think there's people having Tupperware sales and fucking something. The mystery. So I'm sucking pine cones from Siberia drenched in uh, Manuka honey, selling them. All right. Anu. Oh, this is the best I've ever seen Paul Hedeman look. It's a new. Oh, there it goes. Wow, I feel refreshed seeing myself. Ooh, yeah, pretty good. All right, Kelly, nice to see you, honey. Thank you, as always. Esther, Esther, in spite of yourself, satsang is going to forever weaken your stubborn ability not to be okay. Yes? Just stay under this. This is a, it's like a fabric softener. Just, just keep, just get in the fucking wash machine. We'll put it on fabric softener. You're getting softened. All right, thank you. Chris H, as always, nice to see you, bro. We got uh, Keith, I think, yes. I'm missing, I can't see the other first words. It could be. We got Chris G. Chris, thanks for your share, bro. Yes, a lot gets revealed in uh, in the light of a uh, lightning. Yeah, that's happened so many times. Seriously. Uh, yeah. All right, Johannes K. He's been here with us since the beginning. Thank you, Alex and Jacob and Ali. There they are. Yeah. We got Walter from. Uh, a mother from another mother. No, a brother from another mother. Yeah. Irene, I'm feeling better, Irene. Oh, good, good. We've got uh, Anne. Nice to see Anne. Yeah. Tariq in Dover, New Jersey. Nanette. Uh, Nanette. She's got, the, she's got the candle somewhere lit. I know that. There it is. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, Very nice. Thank you. Nina, as always. Shannon C. Shannon Corkery. You don't mind if I say your last name? Shannon Corkery. Wow. Gene Tucker. Uh, Gene Tucker. Uh, kids could have had a field day with that in school. Gene Tucker is a Emma, you know. <laughs> oh, you would have had a St. Agnes, uh, <laughs> St. Agnes Grade School on the good bus. Good thing it wasn't my maiden name. Oh, good. Oh, good. Thank God. <laughs> it got destroyed for less. Yeah. Hmm. It would all be fine until the one person put Tucker with, and then that would, the next six years of school. Oh, great. Thank you. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. Tom, New, uh, New Mexico, Keith, Portland. Tom and Keith look like uh, the banjo and guitar player of a country western group there, yes? Yahoo! Roman, Mola, yes, another meeting of the great minds in Sicily, yeah. Sally, Sally is right, yes, there she is. She's getting it through osmosis, that's good. Marty, 
I think this sounds good, eh? Volume's good today? Yeah. Chris in Mammoth, Chris in Mammoth Lakes. Nice to see you, bro. Sticking with us. Thank you. Uh, let's go to the next page. We've got Ann, Paul, Tommy, Susan, Kay, Mia, and down under, Kathy. In, uh, is that Hawaii? Yes. Yes. Nice to see you, Kathy. First time. Oh, first time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, welcome. We have some people from Hawaii. If you come again, I'll point them out to you. Yeah. They're not here today, though. We got Holly, Holly Albach. Nice to see Holly. We've got, oh, Angie, the amazing smiling lady from Canada. There she is. Thank you. Alan, oh, Alan may be coming to Sicily, I, I've heard. I've heard rumors. Oh, very good. That's good. We're going to have a retreat in Sicily this year. Yeah, in October. Not Chris. Kathleen. Kathleen. Thank you, Kathleen, for everything. And uh, I think that's it. If I missed you, I apologize. Have a wonderful day. Go to zenbitchlab.com under events. All the Zooms are there and the live meetings and the, the information about the Sicily retreat is there. Take a look. We need the down payments by uh, April 20th, I think. So we don't have many days left. All right. Thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.